Rise and shine, friends. It's time to wake up with Susan. Awakening can be a beautiful, messy, and sometimes lonely journey. So let's do it together. Regardless of what time you are listening, we are all challenged to rise above our conditioning and limiting beliefs and shine our light. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. I decided that in May, we are going to focus on mindset and why mindset matters. And today specifically, we are going to talk about the power of your words. There is a saying, your words are your wand, that I absolutely love because I truly believe that the words you speak to yourself, the words you speak to others are a great tool in changing your reality. Now, this is something that has to be practiced consistently and has to be felt. You can't just say rich and be rich. That's not how it works. But the beautiful thing about the words being a tool in your arsenal is that you get to choose each and every one that you use. The reason your words are so important is not just because of the process of co-creating, which we'll get into later, but also because of the mind-body connection. So you can think of a time when you're standing with some friends and they start talking about the best pizza they've ever had. And they're describing it, the, the garlicky tender crust and the melted cheese and how it's just so delicious. And you start getting hungry. And that's just from hearing the words. But your body starts anticipating this delicious food. And that kind of reaction, that display of a mind-body connection, is how our body responds to words. And and so you can choose, is your body responding to negative or to positive? So the brain has evolved over time in a way to constantly recognize synaptic connectors and it can anticipate a negative event and alter the body's function based on that anticipation. So those who are suffering with anxiety can often almost experience the event just in its anticipation. And that releases cortisol, a stress hormone, and can really have a negative impact on the body. So your brain is doing its job because it thinks its job is to keep you safe and out of trouble. But unless you're living in the jungle, you probably don't have the need for this excess adrenaline and cortisol in your system all the time. Your brain was designed and evolved to keep you safe, not to keep you happy. So it's our job to retrain your brain. Another example of how our brain works against you is I'll have you think back over the past month or two, and I bet you can recall any rude comments that you've received, little zingers that you probably stewed about and fixated on, but how many compliments can you think about? The compliments are non-essential information, so our brain doesn't grab onto them, but negative comments come from somebody who is now perceived as a threat to to who we are, to our safety. And so the brain locks onto those and ruminates on them and brings them up and reminds us again and again and again. So to become a positive thinker, you really do have to rewire your brain. 
One of my favorite ways to rewire your brain is with daily affirmations. Affirmations are positive statements that you intentionally and consciously make um, to change your outlook on life and how you perceive yourself and your situations. On rewireme.com, it states, when we have a thought, there's a burst of neurochemicals in our brain. Patterns form between brain cells, which are called connected by synapses. The more we have a particular thought, the quicker and stronger the synapses pass along the message. In addition, the emotions we attach to specific thoughts become more automatic and powerful the more often we repeat those thoughts. That's how positive affirmations can affect our brain's natural processes to alter our experience of life. So morning and bedtime affirmations are such an easy and effective tool in starting the process of really becoming a positive thinker. And it takes no time at all, two minutes in the morning, two minutes at night to really make an impact on how you perceive yourself, your situation, and the world around you. So it is important that you be consistent in listening to or speaking. You can record a voice memo. Um, I have uploaded a few videos on YouTube that you can listen to um, while you're getting ready in the morning, while you're brushing your teeth at night. Um, listen to the words and say them back to yourself in your head if you want to. But just having that consistency, that daily practice is amazing. And you can stick with a set of affirmations for 30 days and adjust them or continue on as long as you know you are making progress in just how quickly positive or negative thoughts come up. And the biggest part of mindset really is bringing awareness to your thoughts. People think thousands and thousands of thoughts a day. And for the majority of people, 70 to 80% of those can be negative. So when you can start bringing awareness to how you think in your day, you can start noticing a change. So when choosing your affirmations, there's a couple things to keep in mind. The most effective affirmations will, will strike a chord with your core values. They identify with who you are and how you want to show up in the world. So to say, I am kind, I am loyal, those are ways to really reaffirm who I am. And they resonate with me and will be very effective. If you are working towards health goals, it is important to align yourself with the progress that you're looking to make and not something that your conscious mind will refute. So if you're at your heaviest right now, that's okay. There are plenty of affirmations to get you on the right track, but saying I am skinny is not going to be one. Your your conscious mind's going to be like, "Nah." And that's not going to be effective for you. But you can say, "I am making healthy choices every day. I am allowing movement into my life every day. I am actively working to improve my health. Things like that will move you in the right direction of where you want to go without your mind refuting what you're saying. So affirmations are a quick and easy tool to add 
positive statements to yourself consciously in the morning and at bedtime, but I do want to take a minute to talk about how we speak to ourselves, that inner dialogue, and how we speak with and to others throughout the day, and just to bring awareness to that conversation. Many of us, I would imagine, wake up and the first thing out of our mouth is, I'm so tired. I didn't get enough sleep. I feel terrible. Um, My day is too hectic. I don't have enough time. And we go through the day professing to our spouse or our partner how hard things are, how messy things are. Um, We take off our clothes to shower and look in the mirror and have nothing nice to say about the reflection looking back at us. We find everything we can to be critical of. We get to the office and tell our coworkers how crazy our children are, how messy our house is, how much of an asshole our boss is. And the list goes on and on to where what we are speaking is not creating the life that we want. It's not creating how we want to feel about ourselves, but it is like an echo chamber of negativity throughout the day. And when you speak that way to somebody else, the natural response is for them to give you back more of the same. If you go outside and it's a glorious sunny day and you tell your friend, oh my gosh, can you believe this heat? It's terrible. They are going to respond back with, I know it's dreadful, isn't it? We have such a need to validate one another and to be validated that it becomes an echo chamber. And so when you are complaining to your coworker, they complain back to you. When you complain to your husband, they complain back to you. And you create just this circle of negativity that is hard to escape. So you have to first bring awareness to it. Start listening to yourself, listening to how you speak about your day, how you speak about your health, how you speak about your family, how you speak about your body, and how you communicate these things to other people. And start making small changes. When you wake in the morning, instead of saying, I didn't get enough sleep, try saying, thank you for this new day. Just try making little interjections that will circumvent the negative programming that we have allowed to go on and reinforced. With every passing day, we just reinforce the the synapses that exist, which make them fire quicker. And so when you intercept those thoughts and you replace them with new thoughts, you can start making these changes. I have one dear friend, hi B who is the chaos coordinator. And each day she will tell me and whomever else that she is the chaos coordinator and she's an expert. Everything happens, it's crazy. She's got three kids, all the stuff going on all the time. She's very helpful, she takes on way too much and she gets it all done because she is the chaos coordinator. Now the universe has no chance of delivering her delivering her ease and peace and flow because she has a mantra that she is a chaos coordinator. So we have to start thinking about what we're putting out there, what we're reinforcing. And I can tell you 
an example for myself is I struggled with insomnia for decades. I was first on Ambien when I was in high school. Um, I can't remember if depression or insomnia came first, but I will tell you it is, it is a physically impossible thing to be a happy person if you have zero sleep. Like, it, you can't do it. On and off my adulthood, I was taking over-the-counter medication. I remember getting on Ambien again when my daughter, my middle child, was small because I actually felt scared. Like, I couldn't take care of her and my son because I had I was not getting enough sleep to function. And I went and got on Ambien again. And a couple years ago, I was learning more about mindfulness, learning more about the power of words, the power of thoughts. And I started listening to myself. And every time the conversation of sleep would come up, I would tell everybody how horrible of a sleeper I was. I struggled to get to sleep. When I wake up, I'm up for hours. And it was it was my flag. Like, I flew the flag. And if sleep came up, I made the full-on announcement that I'm a terrible sleeper. It is who I am. I don't sleep. And I started recognizing that I was doing that. Now, I, I didn't start affirming. I, I didn't create an affirmation, I am a great sleeper. But I stopped affirming that I'm not. I stopped that mantra, that proclamation that I made to everyone that I couldn't sleep. I stopped doing that. And now, I'm a great sleeper. I can actually say to people when I fall asleep, when I lay down at night, I am asleep usually in minutes. I sleep very well. If I wake up, I don't panic because I know that I will get back to sleep in a in a relatively short fashion. But it all happened not by affirming things that I wasn't, but stop affirming things I didn't want to be. And it doesn't mean that you have to ignore reality. If you don't have a good night's sleep, you're aware of that, but you don't need to tell 10 people about it. You don't need to go and make the announcement. Just let it fall away and stop being something you dedicate your life to reaffirming each day. I think this is very prevalent, especially how women speak about their own bodies. And if they gain two pounds or 20 pounds, it becomes a calling card for conversation. We do this with our appearance in general. We're very hard on ourselves, and we use it as a conversation starter. But what we do is just develop a mantra that we repeat all throughout the day, all throughout the week to different people about how unhappy with our physical appearance we are. So another really, really hard challenge, if affirmations are easy, this is significantly harder, is mirror talk. And um, we all have things about our physical appearance that we struggle to love. I certainly have them. Everybody has them. But I don't lead with that. When I stand in a mirror, I've gotten so good at this programming. And it is because I have been working on it a long time that I can very quickly find the things I like 
before the things I don't. And it takes work. So what I challenge you to do is to look in the mirror, naked or otherwise, you do you, and find three things that you're really proud of about yourself, that you like about you. Print them out and put them on your mirror. And let it be a reminder when you're looking at yourself to find the good first. Before we go and jump to the critical, the two pounds we've added or the gray hairs or that things don't fit like they used to, find the good and let and lead with that. Let that be the first thing that you think of when you look in the mirror. And if it takes a little sticky note on your mirror to be reminded to do that, then do it. It's such a small little thing. But being able to look at the mirror and be pleased with who you are is really, really important. So regardless of how small the three things you find at first are, I do challenge you to find three things that you can love about yourself and just start loving yourself. It can be, I love my eyes. I've got a great smile. My hair is amazing. I have strong arms. I love my height, whatever it needs to be so that you begin seeing yourself and seeing the positive first. Because when you do this enough, you're going to start finding more and more things that you like about yourself. It's going to be easier to make the subtle changes you want to make because you're not beating yourself up all the time. But when you can start changing how you see yourself, you will be amazed at how it changes how you see others. And when you're able to see anybody out in public and find the things that are positive and beautiful about them, your whole day starts shifting when you are not looking for for something snarky or something mean or judgmental to say. When you are out there trying to find the beauty in the people, in the places It just creates a joyful day. I want to take a quick break from the podcast to tell you about a product I love, Moment Botanical Waters. With a variety of flavors, both still and sparkling, they offer a delicious way to treat your body well. I initially started drinking them for what they don't have. No caffeine, no artificial flavors, no sugar, no alcohol. What I have come to love is what they do have, healthy botanicals and adaptogens like ashwagandha and L-theanine that increase your alpha brainwaves, reduce stress and brain fog, and improve sleep quality. Want to give drinking your meditation a try? This is your moment. Link is in the show notes. Another thing I want to bring awareness to as you choose your words in your day is when you use words that are absolute, like the words always or never, for example. I had a session with someone the other day and Spirit really wanted me to bring through that is important for her to establish a self-care routine to really start a daily exercise and healthy eating practices, not just for her health, but to set an example for her children. So we talked about it and she let me know that her son doesn't eat any fruit. And we continued talking 
to learn that her son does eat bananas, apples, and grapes, which is not, not any, right? And so in her head, she has made it where it is impossible to provide healthy food for her family because her son doesn't like any fruit. But there are three big choices to choose from. So when you're choosing snacks and can include apples and sliced cheese or bananas and peanut butter, there are some really good options that you kind of eliminate by the mantra that your child doesn't like any fruit. So I think this kind of thinking I see most as impacting relationships when you get into this all or nothing, always, never mindset with your spouse or your partner or your children and say, you never clean your room. You never help with the children. I always have to do everything. It becomes this either martyr mantra or this frustration that is not dealing with the present moment. Because if your husband has left his clothes on the floor, you're just dealing with one situation of one set of clothes on the floor. But when you begin talking about it as he always does this, then you're inviting the emotion from an entire timeline instead of just addressing clothes on the floor. When we talk about our children and say, you never help around the house. Can you say that's actually true? Have they never ever helped around the house? Or is this not giving them credit for the times they did help around the house? And now they have very little incentive to keep helping around the house because you didn't acknowledge it then. And now you're pretending like it never happened because you're saying, They never do it. So just be really careful when you use these words because they are almost never accurate. The last uh, little tip or tool I'm going to give you today to think about with your words is a technique I call crowding out. And this is when you are in a situation and you are prone to negative thinking or negative thinking starts, just create a mantra and keep repeating it in your head because it is impossible for you to simultaneously say positive things and negative things. And I will tell you one of the times I have to use this is when I go skiing with my family. They love skiing They are good at skiing. They're in their happy place. And I am cold, scared, nervous, not as good skier, very aware that they're waiting on me. Very, I feel, I feel less than on the mountain. So I'm very conscious of it. And if there's anything that impacts your ski ability more than anything else, it is fear. Um, Once you have hesitation, you're worse than when you started. And that's me. That's me on top of the mountain. I still really enjoy watching them ski. And you cannot do that from the bottom of the mountain where we go. And I really, really enjoy the scenery. So I've still been pushing through. But I'll tell you, it is not easy for me. 
But what I started doing is crowding out the negative. And so when I get to the top, I might say, skiing is fun. I love the scenery. This is great. Whatever I can find, and usually I'll have a couple and just repeat them over and over and over, um, it helps. And I'm able to take in the scenery and take in the moments with my family. And I don't have time to sit there and go, what the hell are you doing? You don't know how to ski. You shouldn't be up here. You're going to get hurt. This is terrible. I don't have time for that because I've chosen a different song to sing in my head. And that is something I told my daughter the other day. She had to uh, run the half mile in school and they get time for it and the time is great. And I told her about crowding out and I said, just think of something you can say to yourself to keep it going the whole time. You know, I take care of my body, my body take care of me. Whatever it wants to be, it can be really simple. I mean, you could say, I'm going to have an apple for snack this afternoon. As long as you keep repeating it, as long as you're occupying that brain space, the negative thoughts don't have anywhere to work. And so what you're doing is is crowding out the opportunity for negative thoughts to come in by preempting it and just saying, I'm choosing these positive thoughts. I'm choosing to occupy my mind right now. That's also actually how mantra meditation works is you find something and you just repeat it over and over. And that way, as you're sitting there in meditation, your to-do list doesn't come to mind because your mind is already busy with mantra. So I do encourage this week, this month, this mindfulness may that you take these actions. Um, please listen to find, write down, record your own affirmations daily. Just make it a daily practice for you to start rewiring your brain to positive. Be mindful of the mantra, the daily conversations you're having with yourself with your mirror image, in your car, with other people, what are you saying? What is the flag you're flying and how can you correct that? Or just stop flying it. You don't have to change it. Just stop making the announcement. Um, Be mindful when you're using the words always, never, anything with an absolute in it. It's probably not true. So just catch yourself when you're doing it. And you can kind of argue the the counterpart. If, if you say, I always have to have dessert at night. Well, you didn't on Tuesday. So just counter that and um, give yourself an opportunity to speak back to those voices. And finally, crowd out. Whenever you find yourself having a negative moment, just find a mantra, find a positive affirmation, find anything that doesn't have a trigger with it that, that you could just... Scrabble is my favorite game. Whatever you need to say to busy your mind so that the negative thoughts don't have a a playground to play, then that is great progress. So I hope you will use these techniques. I hope this has been really helpful. I would love if you could share the podcast, um, like and review the podcast so it can grow. 
I am hoping that all that I've learned will be useful for many, many others. And I look forward to sharing with you next week as well. Have a great week.